0: Exodus 4, 1 through Exodus 5:21. Then Moses said, What if they do not believe me, or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A staff. Then he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground, and it turned into a serpent. And Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and grasp it by its tail. So he reached out with his hand and caught it, and it turned into a staff in his hand, so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. The Lord furthermore said to him, Now put your hand inside the fold of your robe. So he put his hand inside the fold, And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, like snow. Then he said, Put your hand inside the fold of your robe again. So he put his hand into the fold again, and when he took it out of the fold, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. So if they will not believe you, nor pay attention to the evidence of the first sign, they may believe the evidence of the last sign. But if they will not believe even these two signs, nor pay attention to what you say, then you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground, and the water which you take from the Nile will turn into blood on the dry ground. Then Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently nor in time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. But the Lord said to him, Who has made the human mouth? Or who makes anyone unable to speak, or deaf, or able to see, or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now then, go, and I myself will be with your mouth, and instruct you in what you are to say. But he said, Please, Lord, now send the message by whomever you will. Then the anger of the Lord burned against Moses, and he said, Is there not your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he speaks fluently, and moreover, behold, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be overjoyed. So you are to speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I myself will be with your mouth and his mouth, and I will instruct you in what you are to do. He shall speak for you to the people, and he will be as a mouth for you, and you will be as God to him. And you shall take in your hand this staff with which you shall perform the signs. Then Moses departed and returned to his father-in-law Jethro, and said to him, Please, let me go, that I may return to my brothers who are in Egypt, and see if they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who were seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons and mounted them on a donkey, and returned to the land of Egypt. Moses also took the staff of God in his hand. And the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power. But I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says. Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. But you have refused to let him go. Behold, I am going to kill your son, your firstborn. But it came about at the overnight encampment on the way that the Lord met Moses and sought to put him to death. So Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet. And she said, You are indeed a groom of blood to me. So he left him alone. At that time she said, You are a groom of blood because of the circumcision. Now the Lord said to Aaron, Go to meet Moses in the wilderness. So he went and met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord which he had sent him, and all the signs that he commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of the sons of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. He then performed the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about the sons of Israel, and he had seen their affliction, they bowed low and worshipped. And afterward Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go, so that they may celebrate a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and besides, I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please, let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, So that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Otherwise, he will strike us with plague or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you let the people neglect their work? Get back to your labors. Again, Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are now many, and you would have them cease from their labors? So the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters over the people and their foremen, saying, You are no longer to give the people straw to make bricks as previously. Have them go and gather straw for themselves. But you shall impose on them the quota of bricks which they were making before. You are not to reduce any of it, because they are lazy. For that reason they cry out, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let the labor be heavier on the men, and have them work at it so that they will pay no attention to false words. So the taskmasters of the people and their foremen went out and spoke to the people, saying, This is what Pharaoh says, I am not going to give you any straw. You go, get straw for yourselves, wherever you can find it, but none of your labor will be reduced." So the people scattered through all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. And the taskmasters pressed them, saying, Complete your work quota, your daily amount, just as when you had straw. Moreover, the foremen of the sons of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and asked, Why have you not completed your required task of making bricks either yesterday or today as before? Then the foreman of the sons of Israel came and cried out to Pharaoh, saying, Why do you deal this way with your servants? There is no straw given to your servants. Yet they keep saying to us, Make bricks. And behold, your servants are beaten, but it is the fault of your own people. But he said, You are lazy, very lazy. For that reason you say, Let us go sacrifice to the Lord. So go now and work. For you will be given no straw, but you must deliver the quota of bricks. The foremen of the sons of Israel saw that they were in trouble, since they were told you must not reduce the daily amount of bricks. When they left Pharaoh's presence, they met Moses and Aaron, as they were waiting for them. And they said to them, May the Lord look upon you and judge you, because you have made us repulsive in Pharaoh's sight, and in the sight of his servants to put a sword in their hand, and kill us. Matthew 27 Now when morning came, all the chief priests and all the elders of the people conferred together against Jesus to put him to death, and they bound him and led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Then when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that he had been condemned, He felt remorse, and returned the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? You shall see to it yourself. And he threw the pieces of silver into the temple sanctuary and left, and he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests took the pieces of silver and said, It is not lawful to put them in the temple treasury, since it is money paid for blood. And they conferred together, and with the money bought the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. For this reason that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then that which was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. And they took thirty pieces of silver the price of the one whose price had been set by the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, just as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor questioned him, saying, So you are the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he did not offer any answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? And still he did not answer him in regard to even a single charge, so the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the Passover feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the people any one prisoner whom they wanted, and at that time they were holding notorious prisoner named Barabbas. So when the people gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was because of envy that they had handed him over. And while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him a message, saying, See that you have nothing to do with that righteous man, for last night I suffered greatly in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, and to put Jesus to death. And the governor said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. But Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Crucify him. But he said, Why? What evil has he done? Yet they kept shouting all the more, saying, Crucify him! Now, when Pilate saw that he was accomplishing nothing, but rather that a riot was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. You yourselves shall see. And all the people replied, His blood shall be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governors took Jesus into the praetorium, and gathered the whole Roman cohort to him. And they stripped him, and put a red cloak on him. And after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head, and put a reed in his right hand. And they knelt down before him, and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him, and took the reed and beat him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they took the cloak off of him, and put his own garments back on him, and led him away to crucify him. As they were coming out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon, whom they compelled to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they gave him wine mixed with bile to drink, and after tasting it, he was unwilling to drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among themselves by casting lots, and sitting down they began to keep watch over him there, and above his head they put up the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. At that time two rebels were being crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those passing by were speaking abusively to him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him and saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He has trusted in God. Let God rescue him now, if he takes pleasure in him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the rebels who had been crucified with him were also insulting him in the same way. Now, from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who were standing there, when they heard it, said, This man is calling for Elijah. And immediately one of them ran, and taking a sponge, he filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and gave him a drink. But the rest of them said, Let us see if Elijah comes to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and gave up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and rocks were split. Also the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now, as for the centurion and those who were with him keeping guard over Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the other things that were happening, they became extremely frightened and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. And many women were there watching from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee while caring for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Now when it was evening, a rich man from Arimathea came, named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb which he had cut out in the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the entrance of the tomb, and went away. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. Now on the next day, that is the day which is after the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate, and they said, Sir, we remember that when that deceiver was still alive, he said, After three days I am rising. Therefore, give orders for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal him, and say to the people, He has risen from the dead. And the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go, make it as secure as you know how. And they went and made the tomb secure with the guard. SEALING THE STONE ACTS 21 NOW WHEN WE HAD PARTED FROM THEM AND HAD SET SAIL WE RAN A STRAIGHT COURSE TO KOS AND ON THE NEXT DAY TO RHODES AND FROM THERE TO PATARA AND HAVING FOUND A SHIP CROSSING OVER TO PHOENICIA WE WENT ABOARD AND SET SAIL WHEN WE CAME IN THE SIGHT OF Cyprus, LEAVING IT ON THE LEFT we kept sailing to Syria and landed at Tyre, for the ship was to unload its cargo there. After looking up the disciples, we stayed there for seven days, and they kept telling Paul, through the Spirit, not to set foot in Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we left and started on our journey, while they all, with wives and children, escorted us until we were out of the city. After kneeling down on the beach and praying, we said farewell to one another. Then we boarded the ship, and they returned home. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemus, and after greeting the brothers and sisters, we stayed with them for a day. On the next day, we left and came to Caesarea, and we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters, who were prophetesses, And as we were staying there for some days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And he came to us and took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, This is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way the Jews in Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and hand him over to the Gentiles. When we had heard this, We, as well as the local residents, began begging him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul replied, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we became quiet, remarking, The will of the Lord be done. After these days, we got ready and started on our way up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea also came with us, taking us to Nason of Cyprus, a disciple of long-standing with whom we were to stay. After we arrived in Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters received us gladly, and the following day Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After he had greeted them, He began to relate one by one the things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard about them, they began glorifying God, and they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law, and they have been told about you, that you are teaching all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to abandon Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children, nor to walk according to the customs. So what is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come. Therefore, do as we tell you. We have four men who have a vow upon themselves. Take them along and purify yourself together with them, and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads, and then everyone will know that there is nothing to what they have been told about you but that you yourself also conform keeping the law. But regarding the Gentiles who have believed, we sent a letter, having decided that they should abstain from meat sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and what is strangled, and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took along the men, and the next day, after purifying himself together with them, he went into the temple giving notice of the completion of the days of purification, until the sacrifice was offered for each one of them. When the seven days were almost over, the Jews from Asia, upon seeing him in the temple, began to stir up all the crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who instructs everyone everywhere against our people and the law and this place. And besides... He has even brought Greeks into the temple, and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus the Ephesian in the city with him, and they thought that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then the whole city was provoked, and the people rushed together, and taking hold of Paul, they dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut. While they were intent on killing him, A report came up to the commander of the Roman cohort that all Jerusalem was in confusion. He immediately took along some soldiers and centurions and ran down to the crowd, and when they saw the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commander came up and took hold of him, and ordered that he be bound with two chains. And he began asking who he was and what he had done. But among the crowd, some were shouting one thing and some another. And when he could not find out the facts because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be brought into the barracks. When Paul got to the stairs, it came about that he was carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob. For the multitude of people kept following them, shouting, Away with him! As Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the commander, May I say something to you? And he said, Do you know Greek? Then you are not the Egyptian who some time ago stirred up a revolt and led four thousand men of the assassins out into the wilderness. But Paul said, I am a Jew of Tarsus in Cilicia and a citizen of no insignificant city, and I beg you, allow me to speak to the people. When he had given him permission... Paul, standing on the stairs, motioned to the people with his hand, and when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in Hebrew dialect, saying, Proverbs 10, through 32 Doing wickedness is like sport to a fool, and so is wisdom to a person of understanding. What the wicked fears will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy one to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous is gladness but the expectation of the wicked perishes. The way of the Lord is a stronghold for the upright, but ruin to the workers of injustice. The righteous will never be shaken, but the wicked will not live in the land. The mouth of the righteous flows with wisdom, but the perverted tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverted. Psalm 22:19 through 31 But you, Lord, do not be far away; you are my help. Hurry to my assistance. Save my soul from the sword, my only life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen; you answer me. I will proclaim your name to my brothers. In the midst of the assembly I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him. And stand in awe of him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised nor scorned the suffering of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him for help, he heard. From you comes my praise in the great assembly. I shall pay my vows before those who fear him. The afflicted will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. May your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations will worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth will eat and worship. And those who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Even he who cannot keep his soul alive, a posterity will serve him. It will be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born, that he has performed it.